Hey, friend, this is Cintia with SimpleCintia.com. Thank you so much for listening. Today I have a special podcast for you, and I so hope it inspires you. It all started when I was lovingly told that I did not meet the standard I thought and I believed I met a CrossFit. The voice was direct, caring, and truly wanted me to improve. Truth is the best remedy when it comes to seeing what needs to be right. That particular coach looked me in the eye in front of everyone and said, you have to hold yourself accountable. The truth arrested me right there. There was nothing I could say but agree. Have you been there? You thought you were doing okay and God allowed you to discover that you could do better? I want to tell you about my process of holding myself accountable or as some people call self-leadership. None of this is easy or an exact science, but all of it can be done because I believe you and I have what it takes. So the person who told me to hold myself accountable also gave me some homework. And that is so important for me and is very hopeful because just blatantly telling me I'm doing something wrong does not help me. But lovingly telling me, here's how you can do better, and here's some things you can work on, are very helpful things which I welcome and I appreciate. So holding myself accountable requires me to do that homework correctly. It turns out that I was doing some things, I was practicing, but not correctly. So that day I found out exactly what I needed to do. I define accountability as the act of accounting for my ability to accomplish something. In the case of fitness, I need to complete this type of training three days a week until I achieve the correct movement with a lot of volume. And I'm speaking about pull-ups. I worked a whole year on pull-ups. I thought I had them. And I was told in a very loving way, this is the standard that we have and this is what you're doing. And here's some homework so that you can meet the standard. And I was very appreciative of that. It was also, like I said, said in a very loving way. It was said from a heart that really wanted a student, which I'm a student of CrossFit, to improve. So I appreciated that. And that lesson stayed with me. And now I'm sharing it with you because I'm going to apply to other areas of my life of my life. So let's explore this concept of being accountable to ourselves in other areas. And I believe that we can also call this self-leadership. Um, let's start with the book that I'm writing. I've been writing a book on gratitude for many years, and it is time to finish. I've been working on the same book forever. Okay, it seems like it's forever, and it's been a long time now. I think it's been three or four years. So self-leadership requires that I commit to the days and times that I will write. And I will stick with it until I finish. The framework that I'm using this year, the 12-week year, is good and is helpful because it also helps me to measure the words that I'm writing. And once I complete that amount of words, I'm done. So self-leadership means holding myself accountable, just sitting on the desk, writing for 45 minutes, which is my magic number. This week I have less than 45 minutes because it's kind of a busy week for us, but self-leadership requires that I know that as well and that I put in the work until I finish.
Another area of life that is very relevant to me is my professional goals. Self-leadership requires discipline to see all my tasks through. Right now is a busy time at work, and I'm very grateful because, number one, I love my job. Number two, I like it when it's busy. I don't like when it's slow. It's just not my cup of tea. I like to have activity. So now I have a lot of it. So holding myself accountable requires immense organization and great communication with my supervisor. There is more to the story, but that's what I wanted to share about self-leadership. And I think that in all our professional lives, uh, discipline, communication, organization, knowing what your goal is, communication, those are all things that we can practice. We don't have to wait for anybody else to do it. We can do it for ourselves and it will benefit our careers. Another area of my life is exercise. So I started this podcast by telling you the story about being told you don't, uh, that the standard's different than I thought it was. So what does it mean for exercise? It means that I'm not going to get sidetracked. For example, at one point in my life, I thought about getting a group together and just starting like community runs. Well, I'm done to one person, maybe my kids, like one of my sweet kids, which is like, oh yeah, maybe I'll run with you. So that's how <laughs> that plan was going. So that would totally, even if it worked, if I had like 50 folks with me, that would sidetrack me from what I really need to be doing, which is to work on my weaknesses. So in order to reach the goals that I wrote down for the year and to work on my weaknesses, which my coaches know what they are and I know what they are more importantly, I need to commit to a couple of days a week where I will do the accessory work that I need to do and that I will work on my weakness. What do you mean work on your weakness? So I run and I do CrossFit. There are part of parts of my body that are stronger than other parts. There are skills that I have that are better than other skills. So working on my weaknesses uh, means that, you know, I want pull-ups to be a strength of mine, and they're really not right now. So I need to commit to the days of this week that I'm going to do them, the times, and I have to stick with with it until I have the volume that I that I would like to have. Uh, and then I can move on to other skills that I want to gain in CrossFit. But pull-ups are a, um, how can I say, a fundamental that I need to have. So that's what I mean by the area of exercise. I could go on. If you are trying to get a degree, if you're trying to organize your life, self-leadership requires you to... Just be truthful to yourself and to lead yourself to do the things that you need to do. Friends, the best tool of self-leadership is the truth. The truth alone can set us free to go in the right direction. I'm not sure about you, but I'm really tired of lying to myself. I have a lot to learn and it will require a lot of work. What do you mean lying to myself? I think that I lie to myself when I tell myself, yeah, I'll finish that book. Yeah, this is the year. And then there's nothing on my schedule <laughs> that says you're writing today. And sometimes I try to be extremely understanding of myself, meaning like, yeah, you had a busy week. It's just like, if it was that busy, why was I on social media for 45 minutes? I could have been writing. So <laughs> that's what I mean by like, 
stop lying to yourself. You you have time, Cynthia. You just are not making time to do these things that will be actually beneficial, you know, to yourself, to your family, to the people that are going to be blessed by this body of work. So that's what I mean by I'm tired of lying to myself. I do have a lot to learn and I that requires a lot of work, you know, the learning, the doing. So I have to be okay with hard work if I want to grow. I have to be okay with feedback no matter how hurtful. I cannot get offended. I'm glad that my first MO wasn't to get hurt on that day, that I heard that my standards were not correctly. And it is thanks to God, thanks to his word, thanks to the environment that was created in the trust, um, in the gym, the people that they are. But I know God worked a lot in me and I decided to obey him when it comes to all of my natural reactions and emotions. But I could not get offended because when you get offended, you are immediately not able to grow because offense is your first defense. So you can't grow. It's kind of like offense is kind of like putting a blind fold in your face and you can't see things. You just see rage and anger and defensiveness. So truth is a good friend to have in this journey but you can't get offended. So if you have to do some work on that, I totally would. I would pray about it. If you are in a place where you can't work this out by yourself, I would see a Christian counselor because offenses do not allow you to move forward if you're trying to use the truth as a tool, okay? Um, I have to be okay seeing a task through and not giving up no matter how frustrated I get, no matter how stuck I get. I just have to sit down and write and finish that and then move on to the next thing that I need to do. Um, when you're doing something different than other people, and I'm speaking about exercise, but I think that that can be applied to other areas of life, people will stare. I remember when I started working on pull-ups, everybody in the gym was taking a class and then they have these things called like open gym. So you can basically do whatever you want. And I can tell you how many people just stare at me, just trying to do pull-ups. And I had my bands, so my kids were taking a class. And most people were just sitting there waiting for their kids or actually taking a class. And I was doing my thing. There was one day I decided, like, I would just run and then I'll come back and do this stuff. Because when you do pull-ups, you get tired pretty quickly because your upper body is not as strong as your legs, you know. At least mine is not. So I just remember the stairs. And the funny thing is that the people that were staring, like they're not no longer in the gym. I guess they left or whatever. But I just told myself, just like, just, yeah, keep looking. It's fine. You know, I'm doing this. You can stare at me. No big deal. So you have to be okay with people staring at you. Change sometimes will require that, you know, it will require a change of pace from you. So if people are not used to seeing you, taking care of yourself, finishing what you started, being committed to your work, being committed to your health, they're going to stare. They're going to be like, what's going on? That's not how usually you are. What's happening? Some will stare. Some might even talk about you. So we have to be okay with all of that and basically just have a neutral um, response to all of that. It's just part of the process. 
and we have to keep pressing on, okay? Self-leadership can be lonely at times, but I know for a fact I'm not alone. I find that sometimes it feels that it's lonely, especially like when I'm the only person over there doing pull-ups. I'm the only person that is not doing something fun because I decided I'm going to write for 45 minutes, but I know I'm not alone. I remember uh, recently talking to a friend who's also trying to work on his weaknesses um, and then talking to another friend. She's trying to get better with different types of uh, gymnastics um, because of CrossFit. And I said, oh, there are other people who are working on this stuff. We're just not working together, you know, because like we might see each other in class, but we have different lives, different responsibilities. But the camaraderie, the encouragement was life-giving. So that's what I mean by it may feel lonely at times, but you're not alone. There are others who are out there trying to be leaders of themselves and improving themselves as well. So please remember that. So friend, hold yourself accountable to the standard. Lead yourself. Welcome the truth. Don't deal with the truth, but work with it. Welcome it with open arms because truth is the best tool for self-leadership. Once you welcome the truth, proceed with the information you get with a growth mindset, not with the offended or defeated mindset. Because the goal is to grow and I know you have it in you. This is your friend Sincha with SimpleSincha.com and we spread hope online one word at a time. Bye.